Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we are going to talk about something that many people would not think is so um, important or really, really think about at all as something meaningful in long-term relationships called picky eating. And um, before we get into that, please do subscribe if you like my episodes because then you access a lot of bonus episodes. Probably the one after this will be a bonus episode because it's time to give you one. Um, Anyhow, so today we are going to talk about picky eating and you would be surprised at how many people come into therapy and this is something that annoys them. Now that is not why they're in therapy. Nobody is um, stupid that I work with and that would be a very small thing in and of itself to go into therapy for. Obviously, whatever somebody eats is, you know, their business and um, if everything else was cool, then picky eating would just be seen as some cute little quirk. But when is it really not a quirk? Well, the thing is, is um, there really is no person that I've ever met that is just picky about one thing. You know, I, there are people that are picky and eating is just one aspect of the over pickiness uh, that manifests very frequently because people have to eat three meals a day. So guys who um, come in there, like my wife is, uh, she she's very selective about when we have sex. It's not allowed to be at night. It's not allowed to be in the morning. It's not allowed to be in the afternoon. You know, it's basically not allowed to happen. Uh, she also won't do oral. She won't do anal. She won't do this. She won't do that. She won't put on lingerie, whatever. And um, she also has very specific ways for how the house needs to be cleaned and organized. And the kids have to be parented a very specific way and spoken to with a certain uh, tone of voice at all times. And, you know, we have to live in such and such a place and she can only work 18 hours a week. And then I always have to do the drop and never, you know. And also, the only thing she'll eat is a chicken sandwich. So... You know, this usually is, is, picky eating goes along with pickiness in many dimensions. And this is the opposite of being open-minded. A personality trait of open-minded in contrast to closed-minded and rigid and picky is going to be associated with a happy marriage. Open-mindedness is associated with a happy relationship because you can be flexible. And you can compromise. And in fact, you can get excited about the other person's ideas, even and possibly especially if you would not have thought of them yourself and if they're not the usual way that you do things. So it's very hard long term to be partnered with somebody who is just very picky about everything. And the picky eating is just uh, turns into this kind of representative pickiness. 
Now, I've talked before about when people have too many boundaries. Now, boundaries is something that people talk about all the time now, so any boundary is good. As long as you frame it like a boundary, you could say the most ridiculous, selfish shit, and then everybody should be, like, clapping for you. No, it's not like a boundary to say that uh, you... uh, just don't want to have sex, really, you know, like in your marriage, like you just don't want to, that's your boundary. No, it's not your boundary. That's like super selfish, obviously, if the other person does want to have sex, you know, and certainly if if it's that aversive to you to have sex, then you ought to end the marriage, you know, because obviously you cannot be a partner because a partner is somebody who gives and gets, you know, somebody who gives um, freely and generously of themselves and also receives, uh, you know, things and um, actions and gifts freely, you know, of whatever sort. So there's a back and forth exchange of giving and receiving. But if you cannot do that, then you're really not being a partner. It's not like you're just a partner with really good boundaries. So like you're a partner whose boundaries are, I go to sleep at 8 p.m., I wake up at 7 a.m., I don't do the mornings with the kids you do because that's my boundary. My other boundary is that I don't really want to ever go out to eat at any restaurant that isn't this one on the corner that serves us sushi. Also, we can probably do that until the children are over 10 because my other boundary is I don't want to get a babysitter because... Uh, that's my boundary. The boundary stuff is very circular because eventually it gets to a person just saying in an incredulous tone to their partner, are you saying I should do something that I don't want to do? And this seems like it's the the end of the, the world. This is the trump card. Because they're saying with the incredulous quizzical tone that, of course, that would be uh, even abusive, right? To want somebody to do something they don't want to do. Because, I mean, shit, didn't they just tell you it's a boundary? I mean, are you stupid? But here's the thing. Boundaries can be used as weapons just like any other form of rigidity and, uh, you know, emotional uh, selfishness and even cruelty. So if the boundaries are stopping your partner from ever giving in on anything, then, you know, you're not going to be happily married. Now, what sort of people partner with the people that have too many boundaries and are the picky eaters among the picky everything elsers? Well, it's usually people with pretty low self-esteem. It's people that feel like they don't ever deserve to get their way because they never got their way, really. Their needs were never addressed growing up. And I've uh, talked about how this manifests as either a workhorse or a people pleaser, people that think that their value is in what they could provide, how agreeable they could be, and what they could instrumentally give and do for the other person, because that's what they were trained to think as they were growing up. So these sort of people... So the pickiness starts early and the over boundaries, it starts early. So it starts with dating. So this is the guy that he'll say um, to his wife, hey, why don't we go um, out on a boat? That seems like a fun date. And she'll be like, no, I don't like boats. And he'll be like, okay, well, then why don't we go to Florida? You know, I like to, you know, maybe we could 
we could uh, rent uh, something on the beach. And she's like, mm, no, you know, I don't really like the beach. And he's like, instead of saying, okay, well, cool, why don't we just end this relationship because you don't seem to like anything I say, he says, okay, well, what about I find us a cabin in a temperate climate, you know, at, at exactly the hours of the day that you want to be there. And then he already from the very beginning is putting himself in this extremely obsequious, you know, sycophantic role where this other person person, his partner, is telling him exactly always what she wants, and then he's dancing um, like a court jester in order to do it. And this, of course, happens in the gender inverse as well. There's, there's plenty of women who are married currently to very difficult, selfish men, and they say, oh, no, he never used to be this bad. Really, when we go back, we're like, Mm, well, yeah, I met him in college. He really only went out with his guy friends. He would only hang out with me if they were busy. He drank more than I wanted him to all the time. Um, you know, I asked him to hang out with my friends and he never really did. And uh, we lived where he wanted and then everything was about his job. And, you know, what did you do then, I would ask. And they say, well, you know, I kind of went along with it. And, of course, it turns out that they were trained in their life from childhood to just go along, you know, usually because there's a self-absorbed parent. So if that's you, if, if you have a self-absorbed spouse, you definitely had a self-absorbed parent. Otherwise, you wouldn't play this shit. You would have got out of it before you got into it. It would have been a turnoff when the person was extremely picky because pickiness is a version of self-centeredness, right? Having a million boundaries. And sometimes people can't see that, by the way. So let me explain why. So people will be like, but if, if it's just me that'll only eat a chicken sandwich, then, you know, why, um, why does that bother anybody else? Well, I mean, if it, A, it does, because you can only go to places that serve chicken sandwiches, right? And you can never open yourself up to eating anything that the other person will cook or wants to share or wants to tell you about or any other sort of cuisine, because it always has to be a chicken sandwich. So A, practically speaking, yes. But again, what I'm saying is it never is just about the food. Now, interestingly, although it does cross arena, there are people who are specifically very picky, mostly about physical things. So picky eating never fails to go along with other picky physical things, such as picky about how they're touched, when they're touched, sex, um, kissing. Like this is, a, um, I'll link you to my article about um, signs that your partner will stop liking sex after marriage and kids. One of them is squeamishness and aversion. Picky eating is usually due to squeamishness. It's not just that they love chicken sandwiches so much that they want to eat them all the time. It's that they hate the feeling and the texture, etc., of other things. They're like sensory issues. But like anything else, sensory issues can be um, uh, moderated via exposure therapy, right? Because it's really kind of a disgust response that you have to work on uh, damping down through repeated exposure to something. Right, So as people get older, they'll instinctively do this if they have the desire to fit in. So a lot of kids who are super picky eaters, also, by the way, this usually comes from having a parent who's a picky eater. You don't have parents who are serving everything and, um, you know, then the kid just eats chicken nuggets. I mean, somebody has to be buying chicken nuggets, right? And usually it's a parent who identifies because they themselves are a picky eater with all of those other personality traits that I'm describing. <laughs> 
But anyhow, I used to be a picky eater uh, as a kid. And then at some point I was like, holy shit, like this is so bad. I can't eat anything that everybody else eats. So I specifically myself started at like, you know, about fourth, fifth grade to be like, I'm going to start to eat everything. And um, so I did. And I, I now, if you follow me, I'm a vegan for ethical reasons. But before that, yeah, that was like 2017. Before that, I mean, I would eat anything. That was like a point of pride because of how I had been raised. So I decided myself young, but a lot of people do this maybe as a teenager or a young adult. I hear a lot when they go to college or something, they're like, holy shit, if I just eat chicken sandwiches, that's so weird. Okay. I'm going to kind of train myself to eat other things. And so what they previously thought was like this insurmountable disgust sensory reaction just like goes away because they start practicing fitting in and being more flexible. So that's obviously a positive sign for somebody to notice an inflexible style and specifically consciously work on ameliorating it with the goal of being more open-minded, you know, and fitting in better interpersonally. So somebody who um, used to be very picky, like let's say in their first marriage, they were super picky about things, but now they've gone to therapy and they're trying to be open-minded. Cool. Give that person a chance. Why not? That person obviously is ahead of the game. They have noticed a trait that is not going to work for them in life and they're trying to work on it. So a lot of people get a lot less picky and a lot less into their boundaries or what have you in the second marriage versus the first because they're like, hmm, maybe some of my rigidity contributed to the problems, you know? Uh, And so they have an eye on really limiting the amount of things they say no to and coming from a place of yes, sure, why not? I'll try. That is the kind of partner that you really want is somebody who says, oh, sure, sounds interesting, I'll try. So, I mean, really, if you're looking for kind of a a summary of what to look for that I see is associated with happier marriages, it's being married to the person who says, I'll try anything once, why not? And that crosses category. So that would be in bed. That would be out of bed. That would be um, in with work. That would be if you have some sort of an idea for a business you want to build, or if you have a new um, idea about where you think that the family should vacation or whatever, you know, versus somebody who says, nope, I know what I like. I'm the same person, same person since I was basically 18 years old, never changed my opinions. And so I just am what I am. No, the I am what I am is very um, difficult to be partnered to. And in fact, John Gottman, a major marital researcher, indicates that one of the primary uh, variables associated with a happy marriage for men, something that is in men that is associated with happy marriage, is openness to influence, to the wife's influence versus being completely closed to her influence. So, and saying, I am what I am. Don't try to change me. So this I see a lot with politics too. So as people age, their politics usually change in some regard. You know, they get more open-minded about certain things or, or they have different perspectives about major issues. And so I see a lot of people who struggle because they are trying to be more open-minded politically, more centrist maybe, and the spouse is still like, nope, uh, definitely not. I will never rethink anything. I will not even 
even have an open discussion about it. And that is, of course, linked to severe dissatisfaction in a partner. I mean, when you are very close-minded, it really does impede the other person in the marriage from learning and growing alongside you. And that is a common uh, reason for divorce is that especially women get very um, frustrated when they feel that the man has stopped evolving and that he refuses to take new information and even discuss things, you know? So now she's decided, let's say, to take up yoga and he makes sure to say that yoga seems like, seems like a load of shit. Right. So you want to be married to the person who says, oh, that's interesting. I'll take a class with you if you want. You know, cool. Sounds interesting. Tell me what you learn. Right. So everybody wants somebody who is supportive of their new ideas and people change and grow all the time. Right. So if you want somebody who's supportive, this can't just be supportive of the beliefs that you held when you met them 20 years ago. You want somebody who is also open to understanding new beliefs that you have learned through your life of, uh, you know, living and learning. So hopefully, This podcast has made you think a little bit different about why you may be so triggered by a partner's pickiness when eating or anything else, and or if you are the picky partner, why it seems to upset your partner so much uh, beyond what you think it should be if it's just how you are. That whole just how I am thing is not really associated with a dynamic, evolving, and therefore kind of alive and healthy relationship long term. All right. Hope you guys found this useful. Please, again, do click on the subscribe link in the description and be sure to email me any sorts of uh, topic ideas that you have. Talk to everybody soon.